he's wow. always wanted a rower. Always. Like, as long as I've known him, he, like, loves workout equipment. And, and he uses it to his, Welcome you know, back I, to Girls Night I'm Out. I'm give him that. And so... Apparently, Ricky won a rower. <laughs> <laughs> the Orange Theory rower. Oh. It feels like, what's that game? Like, Papa Dana or something? And you don't know when. <laughs> but you're talking and there it is. <laughs> Talking and oh, oh surprise! You're on Girls Night Out. I think we need to do that again. Cheers! You're on Girls Night Out. We love Jesus, but... and we drink, and we a, drink little. a little, and we yeah. take our meds, and we take, and our, we take our meds. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. And life is good. Life is good. Yeah, especially in spring. Especially in spring, hmm. which was our last episode. Exactly. So what are we talking about tonight? Adam Young, our bud, our friend, our pal, who doesn't know us. Our mentor. Mentor. He is our mentor. <laughs> our road trip guy. He is our mentor for yeah. sure. Our counselor. Counselor. Yeah. We haven't paid him a dime. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you're not one of the like two ninety nine subscribers. We are. We're, we're getting on that, Adam. We're gonna. We promise. If you do subscribe, you get it four weeks in advance. Yes. Four weeks ahead. Yeah, my thing is it usually takes me four weeks to actually get to I mean, I'm still on. Oh, I keep listening to his old ones. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they're all good. I'm still on. But I'll get there, Adam. Please. I'll get there. Yeah. So we're talking about specifically his podcast on spiritual warfare. I don't remember what number it was, but it's Warfare Part 2. I don't know what episode number it is. Oh, yeah. It's like in the 40s or something. It is in the 40s. It's the beginning of season two. Or season three. Season three? Season two. Yeah, I think, yeah. Anyway. So, I think that... I mean, you guys have all listened to this particular one before, and it was more of a new discovery for me. Because you played... His, his episode on like engaging in your story. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? I need to listen to this. And then I found his warfare series and I was like, yeah, mind blown. Um, so I feel like we kind of like revisited warfare part two all together. And we've all been sort of working on that individually and then with each other. Um, so in Warfare Part 2, he talks about the tactics of the enemy being primarily two things, which are accusation and deception. And scripturally, we know that the enemy is called the accuser of the brethren and that Jesus calls him the father of lies so those are his two primary tactics um and then he talks about the schemes of the enemy and how we need to kind of key into them and um i think that we walk around clueless a lot (laughs) i walk around clueless a lot yeah right and and I think what, it wasn't on this podcast. It was another one where he said specifically, question the voices. Mm. 
start questioning the voices. And, and obviously, not obviously, what he means by that is that you have voices that are in your head all the time and you got to figure out who they belong to. Um, and so one of the things that he talked about doing was kind of taking, a, taking some time to figure out what are the accusations that you hear on a regular basis. Um, like taking some time to start listening to the voices that you hear in your mind, taking stock of them, and pulling out those accusations, examining them, and saying, okay, like how often is this happening? Where did these come in? the very first time. Um, you know, what? trying to take stock of how old they are, how long they've been there, what they're attached to in terms of your story. So, um, uh, most of us kind of got on this bandwagon together and didn't intend to. We just did where we were taking stock of those things and um, hearing some of these accusations, paying attention to some of these voices, and the Lord started to bring things to our mind for us to address, which is kind of how we feel like we tied that into the whole spring cleaning thing at the last podcast. So give me some of your thoughts on this particular thing I just found in this book that I happened to grab which was probably not accidental that the last entry in this little journal because I have like six journals because I'm very unorganized and so it's just a matter of which one I grab for wherever I'm going that ends up getting written in and the last time that I wrote in this was on Warfare Part 2 the Adam Mm -hmm. Young podcast not kidding and so I have this the next page that was like um, you're not good enough at or to dot 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 and then it says accusations so that I could start mm. writing some of those down um, that I I see here that I wrote and he said um, the accusations the point is not the val- validity right mm-hmm. right like it may be very accurate right and it may be accusing you of a sin that you did mm-hmm. and so that's not the point the purpose of the accusation is to make you hold the weight of your sin and it is strategic to your story so that it feels like a fit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, how unfortunately brilliant mm-hmm. of the enemy is yeah. it to tell you things that aren't even totally lies in their, mm-hmm. you know, in their mm-hmm. self, but um, to make sure that they are ones that are personal to you and that you will potentially mistakenly agree with Mm -hmm. because you hear it and you're like well that is true what am I supposed to do with Mm -hmm. that there's a fittedness right yeah yeah and that's the word he uses yeah fittedness to your story right Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing that's the difference between agreeing with a lie versus an accusation Mm -hmm. because the accusation can actually be true right It, it doesn't matter whether it's true or false in fact 
it's often largely true. Right. So the difference is the way that we hear it. Mm. It's the tone. So we have to start learning to key into not just what is said, but how it's said. Mm. So what are some examples that you guys can think of of tonality in terms of the difference between the way you might hear an accusation from the enemy versus the Lord revealing something to you as a conviction of sin or something. Can you guys think of something maybe from personal experience? I don't know if this is a good one, but... I'm pretty sure it is. It's a one. (laughs) Okay, so when I was three... You remember? No, I was told. (laughs) I may or may not have pushed my younger cousin into the pool, Mm. the deep end. The way that the story is constantly told, with a lot of laughter and fun, is that there was Jennifer standing at the deep end of the pool, and there was Natalie standing next to her, and then all of a sudden, Natalie wasn't standing next to her anymore. Natalie was down in the pool. We wonder what happened. So it was like a big joke and whatever, but, um, and for the most part, I mean, I laughed about it and stuff, but I think I know now, like, the enemy joke, we used that to speak things to me, and it was like... I'm not nice. Like, I was not a nice kid. I'm not a very nice person. Like, I am that person that just will do that mean thing just because. <clears throat> and, and like, I may have pushed her in the pool. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe I didn't, though. And if I didn't, then that wouldn't be the truth. But let's go with the fact that it's true. We'll assume that. And so, yeah, this lie of you're mean. You're not nice. You know, you're not kind. And so there ended up being a lot to that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like stuff that you had to unpack years and years and years later. Yeah. And then it just like keeps coming up. They get so, I don't know. I wonder if there's like a correlation between how young you are when you make this, you know, when you believe this accusation or make the agreement, whichever it is. And how, I mean, I guess there would have to be right. Because in my thought, logically, if you've, if you've believed this accusation from the age of three, yeah. Then you've got a lot more time. A lot of reinforcement right, history. Right, a lot of reinforcement yeah. history for this to have come up and for you to have decided, oh, there it is again. Look, it's proving it. There Lots it is. It's because I mean, yeah. yep. And so if you don't, like, grow up in a healing church where it comes up the next day when you're four, you've probably got a long time of, mm-hmm. of living with that. So, yeah, I was surprised by it, too, because when I first started pursuing um, healing prayer and, and counseling by a pastoral counselor who had training in healing prayer. And, and one of the first questions is like, so tell me about your childhood. And I was like, it was great. It was so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. I had a perfect childhood. And then, you know, that like pendulum swung and then the Lord started showing me these things and these memories. And it was like, Oh no, it was horrible. I had a horrible childhood. And that wasn't true either at all. But it was almost like things needed to swing into really intense dramatics for me just to be willing to see and recognize some of the stuff that I had picked up and believed and held on to because they were so deeply rooted and entwined into all my relationships and things. And so 
I think a big part of why I was such a people pleaser is because I was working extra, extra, mm-hmm. extra hard not to be a mean person, mm-hmm. you know, not to be. Oh, I don't think I made that connection. Where you, So you feel like your like, <laughs> approval addiction and performance issues yeah. were wrapped up in trying to overcompensate for being mean. Right. Mm. Oh. Yeah. It's like prove them wrong. Right. Oh. And then, and then I, I got reinforced for those behaviors because I got a lot of positive feedback for doing those things like you are so kind you're such yeah, a servant so you're so willing and so it was like okay this is the message I want to get I want to be that person so yeah. I'm going to keep doing these things mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. and now I'm like I don't care if you think I'm mean <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have still, boundaries I yeah I don't think I made that connection Makes sense though. It makes a lot of sense. And Natalie, if you're listening, I don't know if I pushed you in the pool, but if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were only three. Where were the grown ups? Apparently looking, looking away, and then looking back. <laughs> Which is exactly and what kind of supervision you should have at a pool party. Appropriate pool safety. At the deep end of the I, pool. That's what should have happened at those dinner conversations. I should have said, excuse me. Where was the lifeguard? Where was the lifeguard? And why did you let us play at the deep end of the Jeez. Yeah. Those are the conversations that should have been had. Mm. Anyway. What was the question you asked? I don't remember. Do you, do you know, can you think of any accusations mm. that you've heard? Yeah. So, like, did you guys actually do what he said, which was take out the, the, piece of paper, the paper and so, so what he suggested was to take out a piece of paper and over the course of the week, every time an accusation comes to your mind, write it down. And then if, if that accusation comes up more than once, put a tally mark next to it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the week, kind of take stock of what came up, how many times did it come up? What's the common theme? Because there's always a common theme that's related mm-hmm. to you and your own. Um, your story. Your own wounding, your yeah. own story. Yeah. Someone else's baggage won't necessarily be the same as yours, which yeah. is more evident <clears throat> of a battle at large. Yeah. Because it's personal. So, did you guys do that or no? That was a lot of wow. breathing. That was some heavy breathing right there. Both I've done of you. it before. I didn't do it today, but I've done it before. Both of you yeah. took a I, deep breath on that I one. I did not, I haven't taken a piece of paper out because it's. I don't like. I don't like sadly, clutter on my counter. I, so yeah. I did a drill. <laughs> okay. Did you make a I note on your phone? That's possibly more valid. Comes with you everywhere. Yeah. This um, sort of common theme is um, that you're incompetent. Hmm. And I can tell you when it started, and I can, you know, I can go back to the root of it, like you did with the, the whole pool pushing your cousin in or not pushing your cousin in. Um, so how old is it? It is probably started when I was um, like 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, That's not very long because you're like, what, 23? 58 <laughs> and a half. <clears throat> whichever. Um, but uh, m- my stepfather... Um, used to tell me 
he these are the very words he said for many years I hope you marry well otherwise you don't stand a chance mm -hmm. and so that message got reinforced over and over and over again in my life you know I'm 17 years old and I'm pregnant and he says to me well a good thing you got knocked up by a Georgia Tech engineer because you needed someone to take care of you and now he's forced to take care of you so it's like the message just got reinforced over and over again. And so every time something doesn't go well with my business or um, or whatever, it's there's that thing. See? You're incompetent. You're still incompetent. You're always going to be incompetent. So anyway, like messages that don't really mean that, that's how they get translated mm -hmm. if I'm not mm -hmm. on my game and diligent to take those thoughts captive so yeah hmm. anybody else do you guys notice any common accusations that come at you I mean kind of like what <coughs> kind of more similar to Jen's story, but I can see it now. And what I've kind of been trying to figure out this week is um, this lie of like, you're invited, but you're not wanted. And this mm -hmm. is, you know, what I text you about. And like, I was able to, it's, I, it's, it's almost like, you know how something hangs out in the back and you know it's there, but you don't know it's there. You know, it's this whole like, because it's just, and this is the thing about the lies and accusations, it's so familiar. Right. I've carried it for so long. It's just a part of me. So, which he talks about, like he does. Those, yeah, those voices we've heard for so long are so comfortable to us that they feel mm -hmm. like just a truth, right? Mm -hmm. That's been there, right, all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started delving. <clears throat> just there's some um, recently I've been noticing some behavior that doesn't really match up to the situation, like. I'm constantly feeling, even in things that I, I lead and things that I, I foster, this, this sense of, I don't belong. Like, I'm here because I'm leading it, but no one really wants me here. Like, this is just kind of a facade. So when I was asking, I was, I swear, trails and hail are a thin spot because that's where I do most of my, <laughs> that is where I do most of my walking and processing and praying. But the Lord reminded me of a situation when I was a kid and there was another family that we spent a lot of time with. They had four kids. We were, we had four kids and the ages were similar and their oldest was a girl and, and then she was, she was my age. I have an older sister. So we would all spend time together and she was constantly preferred to be with my sister to me. In fact, I know, I can't specifically say what was said, but I know there were times that verbally it was spoken of like, I like her better or like, you know, so I, and there were a lot of specific memories I have in that house and one that I'm still kind of not sure where it's going but I know there's definitely stuff there but um so this idea of like okay well I'm invited like I'm here I'm physically here I was invited to this home but I'm not wanted like no one wants me here like they prefer other people so as I as I recognized that life where it was and as you just said it was reinforced time and time I have a very specific hurtful memory in college of a, like getting invited to this tea room and someone being like oh Tammy can't come she's too loud like what I like to say is passionate 
<laughs> Other people might say laugh. I'm with you. I'm going with passion. But, um, I and so, like, just like time and time, like, it just it re- getting reinforced. But the scary thing is now that I'm aware of it, I can see how it's played into every facet of my life, even mm-hmm. my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he chose me, he married me, but does he want me? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, God, you know, like, yeah, okay, God chose me and, you know, gave me this whole salvation thing, but does he want me? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, it's every, every aspect of my life. Because I, I lead things, like, I, I'm, I'm a leader, but I'm, I almost feel like a false leader sometimes because it's like I love to lead, but part of me is like, but no one wants him here. Mm-hmm. So it's very confusing. <laughs> so now knowing a lot more of what that is, like, I'm still, I'm still kind of unpacking a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. it's been there for so long. So it's, I mean, even part of me was even like, how long has it been there? I, that's my first memory. But, mm-hmm. and again, try not to be broken record. That's why we have to look at our stories. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I was seven at this age, but you know, I wasn't old enough and I didn't have enough wisdom to be like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. So if I don't look at it, I labor my whole life with this falsity of, I don't belong. Like no one wants me. Mm-hmm. So look at your story. Look at your story for sure. Yeah, so in terms of determining whether the voice you're hearing is the enemy Mm -hmm. or the Lord, and in terms of that being a matter of tonality, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? Well, the interesting thing, the tonality for me is is somewhat easy. because it was just 100% accusing. But the scary thing is, I verbally agreed with it. Like, I have specific memories of, of course they don't like me. Who would like me? Mm-hmm. Like, just like, in almost, so it's like the, I feel like the enemy almost baits you a little bit. You know, like we talk about sometimes, like, here's the apple. You know, just try the apple. And you take the apple, and then it's like, what's wrong with you? Where'd you take the <laughs> apple? You're yeah. terrible. So, you know, like he almost baits you. And like you said, you take a little bit of the truth. Like, yes, that actually happened. That was somewhat hurtful, mm-hmm. but then you twist it to the, mm-hmm. you know, to impact you the rest of your life until you look at it. So it's just, it's accusing. It's that, I think, is it you? Yes. Jan had this, I don't remember where you heard it, but this, um, oh, in your class about you count to three, you say your name, uh, say that. That's really helpful. So it was a class <laughs> on hearing the voice of God. Yeah. So, um. Everybody do this while we're sitting here. Close your eyes. And if you're listening, go ahead and do this. And count to three and then say your name silently in your head. That's that's how I hear God. That's what it sounds like. That's the place that it lands. Does that, mm-hmm. does that resonate? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't accusing to me. Right. It was very sweet. Yeah. Like he loves loving. to say our name. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that land for you? Good. But I was like, I was like very analyzing it because I knew something was coming. So I was like, is this my mom's voice for me when I'm doing something wrong? <laughs> no, or is no, this like no, my, no. yeah. Let's so try I was it. like, <laughs> it's Jennifer. Repeat. Also, if it's Jennifer, I probably did do something wrong. What does God call so it's, you? Mm, oh, that's a good question. That's a too. great question. You know what he calls me? Baby girl. Aww, and that's how I know. Ask him what he wants to call you. Mm, so you know it's him and not anyone else. 
Did your name get said correctly, Kershaw? Mm. It did. It's good. I know. <laughs> My name never gets said correctly, so it had to be him. It had to be the Lord because no one messed it up. Because we didn't call you Groshel. <laughs> whatever. D. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So he talks about how the tone of accusation sounds unkind or it sounds harsh. Mm-hmm. You can be saying the same thing but with a different tone. So so he gives an example of the woman at the well and Jesus mm, yeah. and and how mm. um when when you know he says go get your husband and she says well I don't have a husband and he says that's right. That's right. You don't have a husband and and the man that you're with now he's He's also not your husband. And her response was to run back (laughs) to town and tell everyone, hey, there's this cool dude who, like, who knows I'm living in sin, read my mail. So great. Yeah, and so that's the difference between the voice of the Lord and the voice of the enemy because the voice of the enemy, the accusatory voice produces that sense of shame and we know that she didn't feel shame because she ran back to tell everybody you know so we can assume from her response Mm -hmm. that jesus's tone was one that was full of kindness Mm -hmm. it will also produce change yeah yeah you know like it it won't you know just have us hold up in shame but it'll actually Mm -hmm. move us into a place of of healing yeah Yeah. it's the good news Yeah. yeah 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 Like you hear, you hear your junk, and and it comes with nothing but hope. Yes, yes. that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, I like what he said, which was along those lines where he said, you know, when it's conviction from the Lord, the picture that you get in your mind when you hear what you're hearing is. I'm being rescued mm. and I'm being embraced by the Lord and there's hope mm. and, you know, with condemnation, it's not any of that. It's Just shame. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, down, pushed down, right. Um, yeah. hiding from the Lord or feeling distant. Um, so yeah, the, the differences in the tone are huge. And I think, you know, for me really early on, in my relationship with the Lord, I attributed a lot of what the enemy was saying to me to the Lord. Mm. So I actually attributed the voice of the enemy to God. So I was receiving accusations as being from the Lord because I had this view of the Lord um, as a harsh, punitive, um, you know, always wanting to correct me or stick it to me kind of guy. And so that accusatory voice that I heard, I called that God's voice. And I just wonder how often we do that because mm-hmm. of our messed up paradigm of his character, mm-hmm. you know, based on our life experience with a father figure or the wrong things we've been told about the voice of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think so that's the beauty of, like you said before, 
like being in a healing church. Yes. 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 Our pastor and your pastor yes. constantly tell us God's, that is not God's voice. That mm-hmm. God's voice is not condemning you. Yeah. And it's the difference between certain sermons too. Yes. Like I feel like I've heard sermons that, and they have those one liners that like zing in there and mm. they sound like conviction but really, it's more like, this is where you're falling short, and it's not hopeful. And I I spent so long thinking those were the Lord and wondering why I could never get victory in those areas, no matter how hard I tried. And then now, hearing certain sermons that don't have those zingers that kind of give you that nice little pop on the wrist of hey this is how you should be doing things or work harder do harder work harder do harder do better and there's there's this grace in the revelation of things I could be doing better and that actually produces a desire in me to please the Lord yeah. and there's a rest in it that makes it so much easier mm-hmm. and before I would just fight with it and I would try so hard and fail and then when you fail you just heap on top of that more shame and condemnation and you become either really good at faking it <laughs> or performing yeah. You either become both are exhausting. Yeah, yeah. You either become a performer or a liar mm. in that situation. So I think that I realized a while back that um that it comes from often this place of fear. Like so now as a parent, I'll see if I can like explain this in a way that makes sense too people who aren't inside my head right now (laughs) but like as a a parent it's like it's so tempting at least for me sometimes to use fear like Mm. you hear the expression of like a healthy fear like well you just need Mm. to give them a healthy fear Mm -hmm. and so I feel like so much of our like Christian parenting the parenting that's been done to us Mm -hmm. and then and then maybe in the way that we parent is that we don't want them to get it wrong. And even if it's from a place of love, mm-hmm. you want them to behave. You want you know, your congregation and your people and your children to behave. And even if the reasoning behind that is that you want them to experience the abundant life and you want all these good things for them, you can't use a tool that's the enemy's to bring good fruit. It just doesn't happen that way. And yeah. so... It has to come from their knowledge of the character of who God really mm-hmm. is and their relationship yes. with him yeah. and not by kind of tricking them into doing it right because they're scared yeah. that... Or shaming them or into shamed. doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, you know, it produces <coughs> results sometimes, but, but like not fruit. Results. Right. Yeah. Like it's not fruit. not fruit. It's yeah. just results. Yeah. And it doesn't last. Right. It doesn't, yeah. It's like an old evangelical that. message. You know, you, sh- like, did, did anyone ever see the Banja Cube? Did you ever, have you ever seen this? It's like an old no. tool of the <laughs> evangelicals. But um, it, it, it shows, like, you show it to people and you're like, 
do you want this or do you want this? And one is a lake of fire and one is the angels oh, in the clouds. Yeah. Like, where oh, do yeah. you want to live? And this lake of fire or do you want to live with the angels in the clouds? Well, of course everyone's going to put the angels in the clouds. So you have fear-mongered them into heaven, you know, yeah. to make a decision to go yeah. to heaven. And that's not, and, and that's what, you know, we learned at our church is like, come to Jesus out of love for him. Yeah. And because we know that in Romans it says it's his kindness that leads yes. us to repentance. Yes, yes. So it's that that kind voice, the tonality mm. that has kindness in it that we want to mm. listen to. Yeah. Be drawn to that. Be drawn to that. Yeah. Not the fear of the but, lake of um, fire. But also, and I think this is a huge part of it, I mean, in James, resist the devil, he will yeah. flee. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. These are things that, like, I went through a solid year of this, like, I don't know what is my voice, the enemy's voice, what is God's voice. Yeah. I don't know. And it was really, I, I mean, it was the point where I'm like, I just can't listen to anything because I can't trust myself, and mm-hmm. I just don't know. And it was actually David at one of the prayer meetings was like, this is something you can pray for. <laughs> like, yeah. pray. Like, pray these things. Like, and, and I get pissed off at the enemy. Like, that's, when I get into the seasons where, like, I'm just beaten down fight back like start fighting like we sit sometimes and we ask and I love when he said this and and our pastors are both really good about this is God doesn't want you or God won't do things for you that he wants you to do yourself right because part of why we're here is training yes to be in dominion yes Mm -hmm. but we got to train I mean we don't have to we'll get clobbered or we can resist and we can fight back. Yeah. And that's when real traction will happen. Yeah. Start to get pissed, man. Y'all, I get pissed. <laughs> and you can talk out loud. Ask Catherine Cable. Yeah, I get I get mad sometimes, especially during worship. I get real mad. Mm. Jan knows it is oh, little. You, you can see Tammy up on the um, platform sometimes. when. Yeah, when anytime the enemy's, I'm... The enemy's like peck, peck, peck. And I heard you can watch her go. Yeah, shake her head like mm-hmm, no, and I've I've learned to notice it, and it's my trigger to start praying because she's yeah. going, she's singing. Oh well, no, no, nope. uh, I'm not listening nope. to that crap. <laughs> Passion. Seen her do that? Passion. I'm looking for it. I'm you will. <laughs> we will now praying. be looking for the head shaking, yeah. and we will all start, start praying. praying for you. She'll, Thank she'll you. I appreciate that. Now she's just gonna shake her head so that we. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> because it's usually things like you don't belong here like you're doing Aww. a terrible job like why are you you know you're such a, a fake like, I mean pastor. it's yeah it's stuff that is in the moment like mm-hmm. but it's real yes mm-hmm. because of my junk but it's being imposed you it know? has a fittedness has a fittedness such mm-hmm. great language but you do fantastic up there she so. does oh. Oh. some mm-hmm. reassurance for you so true thank you mm-hmm. it's a fight it's a fight yeah. so moral of the story is there's a war. Mm-hmm. And war is upon us. War is open war, war is, is upon us. you, whether so you, you would mm-hmm. have it or not, or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember the issue. Choose it or not. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I'm not. You can go to battle or not go to battle, but right. war is upon it's us. It's upon you. Mm-hmm. And there are voices that we need to start keying into and paying attention to. And um, I definitely would encourage anyone to get out that piece of paper or. Phone Make phone. a note on your phone. Oh, yeah. yeah, get out your phone if you don't have paper handy. Of those accusations that come at you on a daily basis, that are regularly assailing us, um, and ask the question: How old are they, and yeah. where did they come from? Because there's a definite, there's a day, there's a moment yeah. when that accusation landed. Yeah. 
-hmm. that the Lord wants to visit with you and that he wants to take you to and heal that. And it's also important for us to start using our words and our will. We and, need, and find someone. Like yeah. once you do that, find someone with wisdom and, and, and trusted to process these things. Yeah. 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 Don't just stay there. Yeah. yeah. Don't dig this stuff up and then yeah. leave it yeah. dug up. Yeah. Do something about it. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of it. Talk to someone who knows how to walk you through praying. Yeah. And find if a not, healing church. Get in touch with one of us. Yeah. 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 We're all on Facebook and everywhere else that People can be found nowadays. Yes. <laughs> you will find us. Especially Jen. Facebook. You will especially. Or I will find you. <laughs> my dad's a PI and I tend to There are two people. people. Jen's a stalker. That's not creepy at all, Jen. Yeah. Jen's a stalker. Really like a Just straight person, up. You like, should know. What's their name? Okay. Yep. They have 2.5 children. They live in this house. And <laughs> Jen's a total stalker. <laughs> But two churches that you can visit yeah, in yeah, Gainesville, Florida are St. Andrews and River Cross. That's right. You will be loved. You will be accepted. Spirit-filled healing churches. Spirit-filled. Yeah. And people will pray with you. People will yeah. pray with you. Mm-hmm. And help you break agreements. Mm-hmm. As we break our own. Address accusations. Yep. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, get out your piece of paper. And then get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Girls Night Out. And we hope to hear from you again, see you again, hang out with you again. Cheers. <laughs>